Yeah. So, hey, Steve. I'm sorry. We're kind of, we're breaking up a little bit. Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan, and I'm Christian Schultz, and this is good. Hello, welcome. Well, this week it is just little old me. Christian is out gallivanting across the globe, shooting great stuff. I am sitting in Charlotte, North Carolina, not doing that. But today I had the distinct pleasure of talking to, um, I got to tell you, we interview a lot of people and everybody has been so pleasant and awesome. But Steve, I really enjoy talking to and um, he's got some uh, serious wisdom to impart. So all DPs, cinematographers out there, or if you know one, pass it along, share it. So um, I hope you enjoy my chat with Steve Annis. Okay, so where are you right now? I'm in Washington. Washington, like D.C. or state? Washington, D.C., the capital of America. Are you, You're not from America, are you? No, I'm from London. Okay. Grew up yeah. in London? I grew up in Manchester. How long were you there? Oh, I grew up, uh, I, I was there for like, um, God, uh, I finally left in about 90, 91, 92. I went to Edinburgh. I was just, um, I was just there for the first time in November, Edinburgh, and it is just beautiful, beautiful, man. Yeah. Beautiful, breathtaking. A hell of a place to be a, a, a sort of young, sort of 20 something, very, very cool place to to live. But I was there, I was there to do a media course and it, it didn't really uh, bide with me. So I started to work at a cafe and it's kind of where I discovered film and filmmaking and cameras and stuff. So yeah, you know, life's fortuitous, Jared, you, 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 you kind of, you're guided in, in ways unbeknownst to you, but they're all part of the final picture. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. So how did, um, how did things kind of start rolling for you? When do you? When were you like, cool? I want to. Actually, let's back up even further than that. Go like, on. Uh, on. when? Like in childhood? When was like the first time you're like, I kind of like motion pictures, or I kind of like movies, or that was a cool like. Movie I always like films. I mean, my 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 dad, my my dad used to um, uh, take. I, I occasionally take all three. I had brother and a sister. Occasionally, he'd take all of us, but mostly I remember it just being me and him, and and he'd take me to the cinema just just as a kind of way. He'd always sleep. We'd go and see films, and he'd end up sleeping. So it was his way. <laughs> it was his way of catching a few hours of sleep. <laughs> but he took me to the the craziest films. I mean, he took me to the Monty Python films, and yeah. and he'd take me to see. I remember the, the probably the best experience was I went to see Midnight Run. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen. 19- I forget when it was. It was the early '80s, and it was this was it was released in its 18 certificate version, with all the fucking and the swearing and yeah. De Niroism. He said he said I had a gross deficiency, and the steward let me in. <laughs> and I was, I was like 13, 14, and, and it, was, it was like wow, this is look at De Niro, man. He's he's the bomb. And but um, and so that was kind of like I want to make stuff like that. No, it was. Just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just I was, 
I mean, I guess I guess two films were American Graffiti. Yeah. My 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 mum recorded American Graffiti on VHS, and and I remember watching it and and uh, just just being very interested in the freneticism and the the kind of camera work and and the look and the style and yeah. And um and Blade Runner was a very big film for me. Yeah. Um, but back then, I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what what anamorphic was, what thirty five was, sure. who these who the directors were. I, did, I didn't even know what a DOP was. Yeah, you know, it was it was much later that it's much later that you discover these things. I think nowadays, with so much information available at your fingertips, and and um, the role of the DOP being much bigger than it was. Um, Kids know a lot more. Kids are more sassy. But back then, there was no way of getting information. You stumbled upon information. Yeah, stumbled upon culture and art and and all all, all things like that. Was your dad kind of um, the source of that for you? Did you have older siblings, friends? No, no I mean my, my my entire family is 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 medical. Brother, dentist, dad, dentist, granddad, dentist, mom, pharmacist, auntie, dentist. Um, just all, it's all dentists, pharmacists, and all kinds of medical things. Do they wonder what happened to you? No, <laughs> it, it was it was more it was fear because I you know I, I didn't really I I couldn't really I didn't really scrape by a decent living till two thousand eight two thousand two thousand nine yeah when I started to sort of, as a focus puller, I focus pulled for eight years, but I was a very poor focus puller. I, you know, I just, I just, I stumbled around. I'd, I'd, I'd do part-time jobs and then a focus pulling job would come in for a short film or whatever, or a low budget feature. And I'd, I'd take it and they'd fire me and then I'd do the job and then get another job as a barman or a driver or a, a delivery man or pizza delivery or something. Yeah. You're scrapping when you're young, you're scrapping and you're, you're just trying to, keep the sharks away you know so when did things kind of start to like when when were you like okay i'm i'm i want to be a cinematographer now well do you know i i i left i left film school thinking i was a very bad bad dp my graduation film was a huge disappointment um to you yeah it was it was a huge i I don't know it just i I didn't stir anything within me i just I, I just didn't know what I wanted. Nothing fired me up, and um, so so I, I I did have a love of cameras. Cameras cameras to me were. I mean, I don't mean to sound um, strange or weird, or or, or or I don't want you to call the loonies, but a camera is a sexual thing, in a strange way. I remember the first time I ever saw a film camera. It was an Arri 3, an Arri 35-3, a very old workhorse camera. Yeah. And I was running on a commercial in Edinburgh, a student commercial. So it wasn't even paid. It was just like a spec commercial. Sure. And, um, and I remember kind of like that they'd make me run and get the sandwiches and get pots of paint and do this and do that. And I remember finally, halfway through day one, I saw the clap loader with the camera on his shoulder. And it did something to me, Jared. It just... Yeah. It did something. It what is that? And the noise of it, and 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 all these people, these three people, the DP, the focus puller, the loader, kind of fawning over this object, this black object. Um, 
it, it fascinated me. Our cameras nowadays, you look at the red and the Alexa, they're, they're, they're interesting. But back then, cameras from ARRI and Panavision, they were designed. They were, in my opinion, they were design icons. Yeah. You know, the BL4, the ARRI 3, the 535, the 435, the Platinum, all that kind of, yeah. I don't want to bore you too much. But anyway, yeah, it, it, that's, that was the first moment that I thought, hang on this is doing something to me. How do I become involved? How do I become these people, this, this department? Yeah. As opposed to fetching sandwiches for a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long was like uh, your period of like, I guess maybe it's more a question. Like, did, did you have a period of like frustration? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, it was, it was when I left film school. And, and, and like, where did you go? Where'd you go to film school? I went to a place called the Surrey Institute of Art and Design. And, and and you look back on that, like, as the right decision for yourself? I, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it to everyone. If someone says to me, like, I, I, and a lot of people do, they say, what should I do? Yeah. Should I go to film school? I, I, I'm not going to say, it's not for everyone. But at the time, um, it, it was like a, it was all I could do. There was nothing else for me to do. I mean, it's back again. Back then, it was a very nepotistic industry. Yeah, it's not like nowadays where there's so much freedom and and, and internet and social networking and all that kind of stuff. To get into the industry way back in '97, it was it was difficult. Yeah. So it was it was all I had really. It was like the only path that you could imagine. Yeah, that I could think of. Um, but even getting to film school was a fluke. I mean, I, you know, I, I remember going for my in- all, all the other film schools re- rejected me, and and I went I went for my interview at Sorry She Got on Design, and the guy who was supposed to interview me was the head of film history, and it turns out he was delayed, and I'm waiting outside this office, and yeah. the, the head of cinematography came along, this little Indian dude called Ken Singh, amazing chap, and he used to be a deep in Bollywood and. God knows how he ended up in Farnham. <laughs> and he was like, what are you waiting here for? I said, I'm waiting for my interview. He was, come on, I'll interview you. And if he, if he hadn't have stopped, stopped at that particular point, yeah. I wouldn't have got into the film. I can tell you, I would not have got into that film school because my, my, my knowledge of film history was okay, yeah. but it wasn't great. But my knowledge of cinematography at the time, because of what happened in Edinburgh and the people that I met in Edinburgh and the courses that I did and... It's a whole other story. It was good. I, I knew how, I knew what 60 mil was. I knew what 35 mil was. I knew what anamorphic was. And so all these things. So all the questions he asked me, I could rattle off. So I got in. Yeah. And even that was a miracle. <laughs> you, do you feel like your whole path? Because I've even had things recently where I'm just like, I cannot believe this is like happening. Like good things, you know? Like it seems like everyone's path to some extent is so serendipitous, you know? It is. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, it's, it, it, it is. I mean, I look at the directors that I work with, it's serendipity, the jobs that I've done, it's serendipity, the, the award-winning promos that I've, that I've, that I've worked on almost never happened. Yeah. It's just, it's serendipitous that I'm here right now. And I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand People are so people. People, young kids, students. They they want to be a DP so badly. They want success so badly. 
and and I think I've got relative success. Yeah, I'm cer- I'm certainly no, uh, you know, Roger Deakins or who you know one of the one of these names that everyone loves. I'm certainly <laughs> not that. The potential for me to be that person is slim. It could happen, but I'm certainly not there. Yet. But people look at me as very successful in relation to where they are in life. Sure, and they're desperate for the for the secret key. What's the secret? And all I can say to them is, there is no key. There is no secret. It just it will happen. But yeah. there are ways to there are ways to play the luck. You know. Well, let me ask you this: like o- outside of just you being a really talented individual, mm. like uh, so, let's talk like outside the craft. Mm-hmm. What things do you think make you not you, but like the general you, like successful? I I don't know. I mean, just just. Um, I feel like I feel like if you're just like a nice person, that goes a really long way. It does, yeah, it does. I I used to be. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's nice. Everyone who wants to be a DP is nice. No one's evil. But there are scre- You know, there are screamers out there. Yeah. Are you I, a scre- I are you I, a screamer? I, I used to be until I had a child. <laughs> yeah. And then and then and then you. You realise there are more important things in life, but um, hmm. look, the key, I think the most important thing is is going through the camera ladder, and 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 you know I fight for my crew, and um, massively. I mean, the job that I'm on right now, it's it's a tough job. It's a full day, fourteen hour day, shooting a you know a major league baseball star for Under Armour. I can't say who the star is. Well, I know exactly who it is if you're in Washington D.C. <laughs> God, who is it then? Who is it? Tell Bryce me. Harper. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. You didn't say it. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so it's a tough day. So, you know, I, I, I'm looking at my focus puller and my second AC, and I'm thinking they need a trainee. Mm. So I'm, like, fighting for this trainee. Now, it's a small thing, but to them it's huge. Yeah. To the day it's huge. So I put myself in their shoes, and I fight for what I know they want, mm. you know, and 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 – I can only do that after eight years of being a focus puller. A lot of the kids nowadays, they they don't know this. Yeah, and they put their crew under enormous amounts of stress. Sure, without any forethought or foresight into how it affects them. And I've I've actually called up. I've had crew call me up upset about the way that a DP has treated them, and I've called that DP up and said, "Dude, you've got to you've got to change your ways, man. You, you're being yeah. very unfair." Yeah. You know, that's amazing. And that goes a long way. Who, who, um, who was that guy? Did you have somebody like that for you that was looking out for you when you were coming up? Yeah, I had a, there was a guy called Ian Moss. who's a very talented DP and he, he, he kind of took me under his wing and finally I started to focus pull on, on big, bigger TV dramas. Yeah. I started to get paid and, um, he, he yeah, he, he was just a nice guy. And 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 when I slowly started to shoot promos, he he would allow me to leave set for a day or two, and and you know as long as I got someone to fill in. So the fact that he did that was amazing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, it, it's a tricky one because I, I always tell trainees you're, you're not a DP. People, a lot of kids leave film school and it's like now nah, I'm a DP and here's my website. I'm a DP, and I'm like, look, if you want to be a trainee. 
you've got to get rid of this website, otherwise no one's going to hire you. You know, the, the, the worst thing about the industry is, is competition, and people will see you as competition. Yeah, You're not a DP, you're a camera trainee or an apprentice or a, hmm. whatever, a camera runner. Market yourself as that. Yeah. And, and in a few years' time, two, three, four, five, six years' time, maybe you'll start to be a DP and then get the website and then do that. But for now, be humble, be nice, mm. and just learn and watch. Be quiet when you should be and talk when you should. Do you think it's, that's in short supply with um, you know, the way things are now, like a, a lack of patience for um, making a name for yourself? Or whatever. I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's it's hard. I, I do feel as though I'm the last of a of a kind of generation, and and it, it's not to say, you know, the the generation after me is is people like Evan, who is immensely talented. People like Chase Irvin, who is yeah. immensely talented, and and you know, I could name other names. Pat Scola, are very very talented, and yeah. um, it's not it's not like. Oh, you guys are pricks. You guys should go back and do eight years in the camera department. It's, just, right. it's not their fault that that the technology has caught up, and 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 being on a film set in terms of your skills is less. Yeah, being on a film set back when I was young, it was film. It was all film stock. There was no video, and to to manage that film stock as a loader or focus puller took immense skill and immense yeah. trust from the producer and everyone in that camera department. So that's all that's happened, yeah. you know. Yeah. When was the the first time where cuz I, I feel like I can kind of even for myself I kind of like remember a moment but for you like the first time you saw work that you did mm. where you were like damn that's that's actually good. It, it was. It was probably. It was probably not the promo you're thinking of. But it was probably. Um, it was actually a promo for Tom Haynes, who I was actually at film school with, and it was a band called Tom. And the the promo was called Jenny again, and and it was literally just me and Tom and a 60 mil camera just running around, filming this little narrative. And you can go on YouTube, and it's there. If you yeah. t- type in T U N N G Jenny again, okay. it's there. And I think it stood the test of time. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not particularly who I am it's not my character I was still discovering but I remember sitting in the telecine and I was like well these are actually okay did I do that <laughs> this isn't bad yeah you know yeah and then we did a then we did a program called white denim um and that that was that was quite lauded it was on yeah a lot of people said it was good it got Tom a lot of recognition. It got me a little bit of recognition. Um, I think the first thing, the first promo I did, the first like uh, mega promo that everyone's like, wow, was probably Bounce Calvin Harris. Yeah. Back in 2010. Yeah. Um, you know, with Vince. I'd done a couple of interesting promos before then for the Maccabees and for the Doves yeah. that, that got, you know, UK and VA nominations for best cinematography, but they weren't like hailed or or seen on an international market. But this was Calvin Harris. Um, YouTube had, had advanced quite a lot, and and it got multiple hits, and yeah. his album took off. And it's just that's what it's about. It's not about you know. I, 
they might be the best promo in the world out there shot by some young kid in the Ukraine or, or, or in Bulgaria that's amazing, but no one's seen it because it was for a, a Bulgarian singer called Miroslav whoever. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, you're, you, you do your best and then you just hopefully the wave picks up and you ride it. You yeah. Know? How much, and I think I would know the answer, even just kind of getting to know you over the past, what is it, 24 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, how much, how much scheming is too much scheming? And then how much of it is just like sit back and do good work? You, when you say scheme, you mean decision making on, on I mean, jobs that I you mean do. like I mean um for instance, like if I am friends with this person, it may lead to this. And then hopefully if that happens, you know, like trying to like force your path instead of I think I think I think you know, the way I do it is I I I'm lucky enough in that I've done enough tentpole promos and commercials that that my name is recognizable within this level of the industry. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people come to me. No one's going to come to me for a glossy fashion shoot mm-hmm. for L'Oreal right. or no one's going to come to me for a Britney Spears promo or they're not going to come to me for a, a, a big humongous Volvo commercial or an Audi commercial. Sure. They, they come to me because what they see resonates with them and they want, they want that yeah you know it's interesting i meet a lot of dps and they who are very very talented and um they they they're very unhappy with where they are in life and i and i you know there was one one in particular very talented guy i'm not going to say his name but he's very very talented and he's very good at kind of high-end gloss sure and these big glossy car commercials and he was like i want to explore humanity and I'm, I'm stuck doing these enormous commercials. And I said, well, that's your talent. There's nothing – you can't do what you can't do. This is – you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's it's like that throughout the whole – you know, even the big features guys. You know, it's like um, – what did I hear? Yeah, you, the, the, there are names out there who – are, are, are useful for certain directors in certain ways. Yeah, if, sure. if your project is sci-fi, heavy, heavy effects, um, you're not going to hire someone like Barry Aykroyd or Sean Bobbitt, who are incredible. Yeah, they're, they're I, I call them humanitarian DPs. You know, hmm. um, Place Beyond the Pines, The Hunger. Sean Bobbitt's amazing. Yeah, but Zack Snyder is not even going to consider Sean Bobbitt to shoot <laughs> Justice League. Do you, right. do, you know what, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No offense to Sean Bobbitt, of course. If 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 he ever listens to this podcast, who, do you who do you, who do you look up to? <laughs> who do I look up to? Yeah. Um. In terms of DPing, um, it's tricky. There's, uh, I think Greg Frazier's work on Killing Them Softly is yeah incredible. Um, I think uh, Robbie Ryan's work on Fish Tank really affected me. Hmm. Um. Uh, there's a DP called Tom Townend, who did a promo for the Doves called Black and White Town. Okay. Back in 2008, and that promo had a huge effect on me. Hmm. Um, and he used to do a lot of, do you know Dan Wolf, the director? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he he used to be Dan Wolf's DP, and they've actually just rediscovered each other now. Um, Dan Wolf did uh, Catch Ryan's Me Daddy. Guy. Did he do Catch he, Me Daddy? He did Catch Me Daddy. Yeah, which was Robbie Ryan again, which is an okay. incredible film. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's not really a D, it's not really the DPs as heroes. I don't I don't put them on a little pedestal with like you know they're not like a Marvel superhero, but it's more <laughs> it's it's more individual work that they've done yeah. that affects me more sure. than than that. What's uh, what's like the most? What would you tell someone who um, really wants to do what you do to stop <laughs> a, to stop asking? What questions would you tell them to stop asking? You mean in terms of like uh, whether it's a question on Vimeo or a question on or a question about how to make things look good or a question yeah, about career, exactly. right? Any of those? Um, what what I say to a lot of a lot of uh, the big question is, oh, what camera lenses? That's the big question, and I find it hilarious because it's not about the camera lens. And the the the, the little f- the, the mini fable that I say to them is, look at Pearl Harbor. You've got John Schwartzman, who's an incredible DP. Mm-hmm. Pearl Harbor has shot 35mm anamorphic lenses from Panavision. It looks amazing. What a piece of shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. one of the dullest, worst films ever made by a, megalomi- <laughs> a megalomaniacal director, Michael Bay, Transformers, whatever. I hope he's not a thing. Um, and, and that's all you have to say. Yeah. So it's not about the camera. It's not about the lenses. It's not about you as a DP. And it's something that's taken me a, a long time to learn. I'm a tiny, tiny cog mm. in in a in a massive jumble of cogs and wheels. Mm. And, and and you only look good because of what the the ideas that that spew out of the director's head, mm. um, the costume designer, the makeup yeah. artist. Yeah the art department, you work in conjunction with these people. Location scout, my God, you have no idea how important the location scout is. Yeah. You know, locations for a DP, it can make or break a film. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, 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 you're shooting a promo in a, in a, in a house with, with glass on four walls. It's a freaking nightmare. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but shooting a little, a little kind of, um, abandoned shed in 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 the middle of america with one little window that you can just put a light through it's beautiful you know so once you all come together and you all show respect and love and passion for this project only then do you start to sort of work hard and and try your hardest Mm. what um what makes a project maybe even maybe even just like a director attractive mm. to you i don't know again look I, you know what i i i look at directors just as much as they look at me and and sure and and it's it's something it's just there's something in the work and um there's that shoes video that karim you know karim who do i don't yeah he did a shoes he's a director at caviar and he did a shoes video it's incredible it's amazing it's stunning there's something about it that's really really awesome and and you know he'd done a promo previous that i that didn't catch my eye but um that was amazing so there's a director i'd love to work with and strangely enough i've been penciled tentatively on a job with him in a couple of weeks that's awesome yeah so it's something intangible it it is yeah it's 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 Pepsi versus Coke it's 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 you know yeah. American cheese versus Swiss cheese it's, 
it's 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 you know again you know what there's a, there's a great there's a great um tony scott uh audio on true romance and 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 he says uh, everyone asks me why i shoot anamorphic widescreen and i can't answer it's just because it is yeah it, it is it's just does something i prefer it it makes me feel comfortable the framing the way i can line up a two shots uh blah 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 i hate 185 and then you look at spielberg spielberg never shoots yeah. anamorphic everything spielberg does is 185 mm. for the exact same reasons why tony scott there's a few except raiders of the lost ark is 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 anamorphic and bridge of spies which he just did was anamorphic but but mostly spielberg is 185 you just feel it it just feels right exactly to you. yeah yeah yeah, hmm. and then if you want to re- if, if and then if you want to reach out to a director, you can, or you can just hope that they come to you. And you know, I I, I always if I see someone or something that I like, I, I poke very gently on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And if they respond, amazing. And yeah. and 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 then you see if you've got a rapport, and then maybe you meet or talk. And, you know, often you work together and it's a complete disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think okay. the relationships that you have, if you look through the history of DPs, they all, they all become successful through a relationship with a director. It's very mm. rare that a DP will become successful um, uh, on his own merit, sure. they they usually ride the coattails of the director, and that's no disrespect to the DPs. It's it's a fact. Yeah, you know, if Deakins, if Deakins was close to quitting the the, the, the industry after Air America, he did Air America um, for with Mel Gibson. Yeah, and and he said it was the worst experience of life, and he and he was close to quitting, and then a few months, whatever later. A script came, Barton Fink, and he was like, "What's this piece of shit?" You know, <laughs> and he and his agent made him read it. Yeah, you know, and serendipity. Um, exactly, you know. Look at Memento. You know, so many DPs with this film, this reverse film, black and white color. Guy Pearce, Christopher Nolan. I'm not doing this shit, but Wally Fister did it. Yeah, and look yeah. now, where, who Wally Fister is. Yeah, you know, so. Um, that's how that's that's how it works, and I've been very, very fortunate to to have grabbed a few directors who who have brought me up with them. Mm. So, so tell me about your your relationship with uh, with Vincent Haycock and the Odyssey and all of that. Where did that start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I again look. Me meeting Vince was again pure pure luck. I I. I I, I shouldn't have been in LA, but I was in LA for a commercial, and um, I did a little video for a DJ Fresh called called Gold Dust with a lovely director called Ben Newman, okay. um, and it was a, like a five grand video that we shot in New York with some girls jumping rope in in uh, in um, Brownsville, Brooklyn, okay. very bad estates, horrible place. Um, but we shot it, and it somehow captured people's imaginations. Uh, an advertising company saw it, and they threw Ben a million dollars to make to transfer this ethos into a Luxe commercial. Now, of course, I was a nobody back then. This was 2009, 2010. Okay. I was a nobody. Um, 
are they really going to hire me to do this? No way. So they 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 basically handpicked Ben a DP, and and amazingly enough, Ben a few days before the shoot was like this this I can't do this without Steve, and and he begged them to fly me out, and I. I'm sat on my couch. I mean, by the way, when he told me he wasn't going to use me, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's something every DP goes through. You know, you 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 work hard for these directors, these producers, whatever. Yeah. And and you a lot of the time they take you with them, but sometimes they can't. And it's a real real shame. It's it's a very sad moment. But it's character building, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, so I get the phone call and he's like, can you be in LA tomorrow? We'll start shooting the day after I need you. And I was like, okay. So I'm on a plane flying to LA and, and, um, and it was, it was weird at that precise moment. There was a music video rep called Otis Bell who runs OB management. He happened to be in town and he met with Vince and Vince is like, I'm looking for a new DP. And Otis is like, do you know what? There's a guy in town just for a few days called Steve Annis. You should, you should meet him. And Vince is like, well, what's he done? And Otis said, well, he did this Maccabees. Vince is like, oh, I saw that Maccabees um, video. So I'm driving down the tent towards downtown. I've been invited to this thing. And, and the phone rings. And um, this voice goes, hey, it's Vince. And I'm like... And I, I was like, you're Vince Haycock. And I didn't know who it was. It could have been Vince Squibb. It could have been Vince anyone. I don't know. But for some reason, I knew it was Vince Haycock. And I was a big fan of his. Editors Racing Rats, Mastercraft. Yep. Loads of amazing videos. And um, he was like, yeah, it is Vince Haycock. And I said, I'm a huge fan of yours. You blah, 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 you know. So the next day we met and we got on. And um, and then uh, a few weeks later, he's like, hey, dude, I'm doing this Calvin Harris video. And we're shooting in Vegas. And I said to him, I can't do it, Vince. He was like, well, why not? I said, because my visa is being processed. So when, basically, when I was in LA, I'd met with some agents and got signed. Yeah. And then they process your visa in order, in order for you to work. If you don't get the visa, bye-bye. Bye-bye career. So, he's, so my agent's like, do not do this job. Do not come into America and risk getting turned around at the gate. If they find that you're working illegally, that's it. Your entire career's over. So I'm like, Vince, I can't shoot this. So by all rights, after that one no, he should have looked for someone else. There's hundreds of amazing DPs out there. He could have handpicked anyone. Yeah. He's Vince Haycock. The next day, he calls me back. Dude, just come and do the, the promo. I'm like, Vince, I <laughs> I can't. I, just, I can't do it. It's, okay, it's fine. Don't do it. So the next day, his producer rings. Steve, look, just come and do this video. I know you're worried. Nothing bad's going to... Look, I can't. I can't. I mean, the fact that they're giving me three lives is insane. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? So I said, Terrence, I can't. So an hour later, Vince calls. He goes, here's what we're going to do, right? We're going to pretend there's a wedding. Okay, and we're going to do a little email thing. If you get stopped, show them the emails. You go into a wedding. I'm like, I've got to call my agent. So I call my agent, Greg D'Alessandro at Artistry. Lovely, lovely, lovely gentleman. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, look, Steve, if you want to do this, it's fine. But don't come crying to me when you get, you know. So I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? What do I do? You see how crazy your career is? You see how insane the whole fucking process is? You know? Yes. And, uh, but I, so I did it. I did it. And, uh, I, you know, so I get into LA and nerves as hell. What are you here for? I'm here for a wedding. Okay. And you throw through, you go, oh, wow, that was, that was pretty easy, wasn't it? And then we shot Bounce. That's and, amazing. And that was, that was it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, we, 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 we got on. We just got on. And, and then after that, we did all the Calvin Harris. We did loads yeah. of music videos. Yeah. The lead up to the Odyssey was well, obviously we did the Florence, we did two Florence videos prior to that. We did the Calvin Harris video in London with yeah. Florence where she's on stage mm-hmm. um, dressed in a, a beautiful suit and she strips down and goes crazy. And then we did Love at a Lover with Ben Mendelssohn, which was out in Palmdale. Um, I love that guy. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Amazing guy. Um, and... And then we kind of had a year apart. And again, this happens a lot. You know, directors and DPs, they work a lot, but then you need to explore. You need to sure, go out right. and spread your wings. At the time, it was very hurtful yeah. for me. I, I was like, what have I done? Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and, um, you know, when we were on set, they, at the end of that period, there was a little bit of friction here and there. It was, you know, it wasn't violent in any way. It was just friction. Sure. You know, you get to know someone a bit too well. Yeah. yeah. So we separate. So we separated, and but in that time, I met other directors, and and it's all good. But I'll never forget. I was I was actually, you know, at my in laws for Christmas, and um, and uh, Vince called me up, and he was like, "Hey," and I hadn't spoken to him in a long time, so I was quite sheepish, and and I said, "What's up, dude?" He said, "This this is a Florence video." And I really want you to shoot it. And I said, um, okay. And he's, and that was it. You know, we went and shot it in Mexico. And and that was What Kind of Man. Yeah. And it was also St. Jude. And then we just made video after video after video. I didn't I didn't know it was going to become the Odyssey, this, yeah. this kind of one-hour f- almost feature film. I was just shooting another Florence video, you know, <laughs> of which I've now done 10 or 11. <laughs> when you work with somebody that much, how, um, what is kind of the back and forth, but like how collaborative is, uh, the process between you and you and Vince? It, it, it varies. Often he, I mean, if you look at these videos, some of them are very technical and very precise in terms of the choreography and, you know, it, it, it the, when it comes to like the, the deeply choreographed stuff, you, you truly take a back seat. You're just there to try and capture it as best you can. Sure. You know, you you have some say in the light. You have some control over lighting, or whatever. But um, it, it varies. I mean, if you look at the last video we did for Third Eye, which was the last Odyssey, um, some of some of the shots I had enormous creative thing. You know, there's a room where she's dancing and there's red light bulbs and beams of light coming through. And, and I just said to Vince, you look, look at this, this be great red. And we're going to, I'm thinking maybe get some beams of light just roaming around. Phil. And he's like, cool, great. Do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's freedom. But then a, a, another scene, he's like, I want this here. Yeah. I want 
blue light. So it's, you just, you roll with the punches and, and, you know, <clears throat> again, it, when you start out, you, you're, you're very much kind of like, you're like a young teen, a, a young teenage bull. You just want to do everything. You want full control over everything. Yeah. <clears throat> but then you realize it's a collaboration. And, and oftentimes the director knows what he wants and you are there to serve and you should be there to serve. Hmm. And it's, you know, again, be humble, be calm, be kind and, and serve the director to the best of your abilities. And once you do that, then they start to give you little bits of freedom where they when they deem necessary. Do you understand? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. That's mm. that's great. So what's next for you, man? What's next? I don't know. Um, Meaning for doing a feature film, but that's all I'll say. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and I'm just, I'm just bombing through life. You know, there's a, I'm I'm very very lucky. The, my, my diary's always bristling. I've got two amazing agents. I've got Lux in the UK. I've got um, I'm now rep with Willie Morris in America. That's great. Everyone at these places is, is is amazing, and and I'm I'm very very busy. And yeah, it's it's good. Life's really really good. Um, except for the fact that I have to leave my family all the time and. My daughter, that's very hard, very difficult. How old, is she, how old is she now? Two and a half. <laughs> Two and a half. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, features, features is obviously where I want to go. Yeah. And um, so it's almost like I'm starting down the bottom. And I've, I've had feature, feature moments like where I've, you know, directors. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very brutal world, features. Yeah. I'll tell you. You know, I was I was up for a I can't say names, but I was up for a, 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 a quite a big American film with a bit two big American stars, first time directors. Usually they did promos and commercials. Amazing guys, and um, you know we have two long Skype conversations about the film. Our, our minds meet perfectly. Yeah. Um, and in my head, I'm like, this is cool. I'm doing this film. This is an amazing break. And um, and then the producer calls my agent. Sorry, we've got to let Steve go, blah, blah, blah. So I'm cool about it. And I email the director and say, such a shame. Really, really good. Battling through ideas. Um, just got my produ- the, the producer just called my agent. And he emails me back saying, What? They've done what? And they hadn't even told him. Oh, my gosh. That's the world of features. It's it's pretty full-on and very cutthroat. And, um, yeah. Well, you're a good dude. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you. You know what? Kindness <laughs> kindness prevails, right? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Well, dude, it's been, it's been good uh, chatting with you, and thanks for coming on. Thank you, Jared. It's really good what you guys are doing, sort of spreading the word and teaching and... You know, I, I, it's so important to give back. I do a lot of lecturing out yeah. there at, at like schools and colleges. It's yeah. so so important to not hide and to yeah. and to to share your experiences and share your knowledge, because at the end of the day, the industry what needs to develop and do better things. And the only way that that's going to happen is by sharing. So yeah, you know. Anyway, thanks, thanks buddy. No I appreciate worries. it. Keep, keep safe and speak soon. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko. 
or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. As always, our music today was created by Cubby. That's Cubby with two Bs. You can check out more of his stuff on CubbySounds.com. Our show is produced by Will Meyer, and our Good Podcast logo was designed by Eric Hurchin. Also, you can find other fun stuff at GoodThePodcast.com. Oh,